This time on the Mod Hop Podcast. WestJet and Delta are becoming better friends. I'll have a short list of details about their newly revised partnership. Our pal Brian Apple is our Edinburgh, Scotland expert. We'll talk to him about why the Castle Ridge town is hot right now. And in AV Geek News, another plane flying out of existence that isn't getting a lot of attention. The Mod Hop Podcast. Traveling better with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. It seems like even after two days, people are stumbling around here at like the holiday party was last night. The Sirius XM holiday party was Wednesday night, but still everybody here looks groggy. Uh, I am still. Really? You're still feeling it? <laughs> that food, I, I tell I you. I didn't go, so I'm wondering what I, I must have missed something really exciting. Oh man, I don't even remember. Just tons of free booze? Well, clearly. <laughs> clearly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, hi, it's the Mod Hop Podcast. I'm Jake Redmond. It's Anthony Ryan over there. Hello. Let's jump right into news because I don't know how they keep doing it, but Delta Airlines keeps jumping up to the front. They and WestJet, the Canadian carrier, are entering into a comprehensive trans-border joint venture that will result in expanded flight options in the U.S. and Canada. You want the highlights? Coordinated flight schedules for new nonstops to new destinations, more code sharing, more convenient connections throughout the U.S. and Canada. And here's the thing for elite Uh, flyers, reciprocal benefits for top-tier members of both airlines, which begs the question, will first-class-less WestJet elites be eligible for upgrades on Delta? Have you flown WestJet? You know what? I've never once flown WestJet. Have you been to Canada? I have been a couple times. I've been to Vancouver and Toronto and Montreal. I can't remember. Do they give you a stamp in your passport for Canada? Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) I have to go look at my passport. I've been there a million times. These days, you do need a passport. Um... This you don't need a pass. Well, you would if you want to fly the Fokker 100 one more time on Austrian Airways. This is sort of airplane nerd news. Um, And it's funny because I just came across the review I did for an Austrian Airways Fokker 100. Uh, Now it looks like the airline is retiring the whole fleet of Fokkers at the end of the year. The last flights between Vienna and Pristina happened on December 31st. This, according to our pals at Lufthansa Flyer. There are still, I believe, some uh, Fokkers in operation in Australia, possibly. I feel like I don't know the follow-ups to any of these, but... Um, well, that's what Google's for, you know? That's exactly... We, we train our listeners to do their own exactly. work as well. Please use assistance when listening to the Mod Hop podcast. <laughs> Finally, Spirit Airlines is adding new non-stop routes to cities that already serves the budget-friendly, knee-hating company announced 11 new routes this week, notably a few long-haul domestic flights, Seattle-Fort Lauderdale for one. Not sure I can handle 29 inches of seat pitch for that flight. Baltimore and Montego Bay, a nice tropical destination, Tampa and Vegas, and then Vegas and Orlando. A link to the full list is below if you're listening from modhop.com. Have you flown Spirit? You know what? No. It's okay to answer no to that because it's not a very pleasant airline to to fly. I I do want to ask you, like, what's the length makes a carrier seat knee-hating? We call that pitch pitch. The industry term is pitch. So if it's if you're talking about knee space like legroom. 29, 28, 29 is pretty oppressive. Uh, 32 used to be the norm. It's sort of averaging anywhere between 30 and 31 if you've got a good plane or one that's uh, favorable. 17 inches is usually standard for width. Preferably you get 18 on a coach flight. But I look for it. If you get 32 inches of pitch and 18 inches of width. So bring your ruler. Okay. That's a good, yeah. So bring your ruler. But you can look on like Seat Guru has good, is a good reference for that uh, to see what you're getting before you. Spirit, and I shouldn't say they're terrible. You just have to 
manage your expectations when you're flying Spirit. Uh, if you've got comments on Spirit Airlines, leave them in the comments. We can use some comments. Brian Apple, he's a fellow producer here at SiriusXM, but just spent a few years in Edinburgh, Scotland, working for Rockstar Games of Grand Theft Auto fame. He's with us after the nice lady says who we are. The Mod Hop Podcast with Jake Redman and Anthony Ryan. I think it was Wow Air that had a published $99 fare from JFK here in New York to Edinburgh. Edinburgh, Scotland. Edinburgh. I know I've been getting it wrong this whole podcast, but Edinburgh, Scotland. The fair might not be around anymore, but it's something to look for as the city's getting a lot of attention. Condé Nast called it one of the world's most, or least rather, stressful cities. Brian Apple is here. He's settling back into life in the U.S. after living in Edinburgh. 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 For, for a few years. <laughs> Tell us about it. It's, I'm a friend who just popped in with no warning. What are we doing tonight in Edinburgh? Depends on, do you want to, there's, there's, you know, clubs, pubs, and historic sites. Most places, though, in that in that city, it's they close around six o'clock. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not like New York, where everything's open pretty much. So if I get in at four thirty, we're not doing. You're much. You're not doing much. No. A lot of the pubs will stay open until midnight, so that's a that's about all. So you if get. you're looking to drink, when's the last call typically? Last call about midnight. Wow. Yeah, because okay. they close the doors at one. You're out by one o'clock. Wah, wah. Yeah. Now a lot of people would confuse Scotland with Ireland. Not the same place. Uh, very obviously. similar. It looks, I mean, if you travel around both, you'll see the countryside is very similar. It's just more, I would say, more volcanic in like uh, in Scotland. Uh, you go Isle of Skye. If you're visiting Scotland, Isle of Skye, I would say, is a must. It's, it's about seven and a half to eight hour drive if you drove, but there's also rabbies, there's timberbush, and all these tours that go out of uh, Edinburgh. Or if you're in Glasgow, they go out of Glasgow as well. We just Googled it. Yep. It looks yeah. amazing. It's amazing. It looks like you're on a different planet. Yeah, Ryan just swung around the picture of Google Images, and it's just this cornucopia of just beautiful places that don't look like they exist on Earth. No. I took my parents there, and we went up for just a weekend, and my mom was just, she's she's like, I've never seen anything like it ever. And how far of a drive is this from, say, Central? From Edinburgh, it's about eight hours. Gotcha. What If you're going to stay in Edinburgh... Yep. Uh, what are the maybe the two best tours you can go on? Sanaman tours. They're the guys that wear red these red jackets. It's a free tour. It's they do two a day. Plus they do a night tour, which is like a history ghost tour type thing. They're free, but they work for tips. So they don't walk around saying, "Oh, this is the castle. This is the church." They're like they really get into it because they're working for a tip. They're engaged. Yes. Because so, what do you tip? A, uh, you, you I I would tip. 10 pounds a person so maybe what you would normally pay for a good tour yeah yeah it's about some most tours run about 10 to 15 pounds so it's it's worth 10 pounds at least and it lasts about two to two and a half hours and there's tons of harry potter stuff so if you're a harry potter fan that is the city because jk rollins is from there and she wrote and that's where she got started and there's a lot of the gray in the uh, Greyfriars kirk which is the old graveyard that's where she got a lot of the uh, names that are the characters. I would imagine you'd feel like you're in the book. It does. It yeah. really does. It's it's one of those magical cities because it's it's a medieval city. God, fascinating. Uh, say you're flying into London, you've got an extra day there, and you want to fly to Edinburgh just for a little while. How, how do you get there? EasyJet's usually the cheapest. You can fly to Stansted. It's about uh, 
I think it's usually 47 pounds round trip. Right. It's the beauty of discount carriers. You can just jump anywhere in yeah. Europe once you're there. So yeah. Edinburgh, great place to visit. Uh, Brian Apple talking about Edinburgh, our featured place of the week. Anthony's got a new watch on. It's the Solgard Hex Watch. We're going to decide if it's gift worthy next. The Mod Hop Podcast with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. Hey, it's a nice watch. <laughs> I didn't expect that how kind of response. I was just going to say how how nice a watch that is you're wearing. Oh, thank you. You like it? Yeah, it's nice. Our new friends at Solgard, Solgard brought us a few things to play with. One is their signature watch called the Hex Watch because it's in the shape of a hexagon. Mm-hmm. I was going to call it an octagon when I first saw it, but that wouldn't make any sense. It would be the... This one has six sides. Yeah, but I'm I was bad at that. Yeah. I've always been bad at math things. Uh, giving it, it gives it a unique style and what the company calls glimpse tech, which says basically the shape of the watch actually makes telling time a little easier. Well, I guess if if you're about to miss your flight by 0. 0.2 seconds, <laughs> this will save you that 0. 0.2 and seconds. And you don't want to fully look down. You just want to sort of barely look down. Yeah. And well, only move your arm up a little bit. What this watch does is because of the, the six points, yeah, you could sort of reference like a like the one o'clock, the three o'clock, the six o'clock, etc., as that point, and there's only one uh, hour in between those two. So, it in theory, it's supposed to make it easier to just glimpse and tell the time, as opposed to like a round watch. Those round watches those, and their those gosh darn round watches. Difficulty. This is innovation uh, right here. How are you liking the watch? Otherwise, I mean, other well, than you the know what? Tech. It took me a while to get used to the uh, the shape, the size. I mean, my. I have pretty dainty wrists, so it actually is kind of big on me, but I did get a lot of comments. I wore it for an entire week. I went out a couple times, and people were pointing it out. Like, Did did you get a lot of, like, what are you wearing, or was it mostly complimentary? Mostly complimentary. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, you know, I think this is the good part for Solgard. When they ask me what it is, and I say, I say it's Solgard, and they also make... This and that, you know, travel accessories, luggages, and they're like, oh, cool. I'm checking out their luggage, the life pack, uh, build as the carry-on closet. That we're going to do in a few weeks. Next week, we hope to have a glimpse at the new BizTech device from our pals at Samsung. Lets you work from home remotely and also charges your phone. It does a ton of things. We're going to find out more about the decks. For the podcast, I'm Anthony Ryan. And I'm Jake Redman. Have a good week.